0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome episode 27 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. That's right, 27. The Eddie George of sports podcast. The Mike Trout, the Carlton Fisk, the Rudy Gobert. We're bringing to you the Kareem Hunt of sports podcast tonight with you. Your host, Logan Bryant. Also, got our usual christopher Colette, chris have you survived the the flooding and the rain there in middle tennessee
1: oh my gosh it's insane um it's storming again right now um like it's rained every day this week i i'm at the point if i saw the sun i'd be like i don't even know what to do i might just walk out of work for the day and just be like okay the sun's out <laughs> it's an excuse to leave uh it's ugh. yeah we're the wasting rough
0: yeah, we're wasting all these 50-degree day, 50 degree days in January because the rain does not stop. And evidently, the rain was too much. Um, it's keeping Matthew Hickey Hickman away this week. Rumor has it he may have a cold. Rumor has it he may be swagging tails. Either way, he is not here with us this week. So we're bringing in the one, the only, the lead singer of the Agave Brothers, sometimes better known as Jay walls brother. He is... Alan Marcus, Eugene Wallace. (laughs) What's going on,
2: guys? How are you?
0: (laughs) We're good. Alan comes to us out of the queen city of Charlotte, and we're bringing him in because we got some NBA talk. We got some XFL talk. We may even talk a little Major League Baseball. Guys, we ready to jump into this boring week of sports? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, good, because me and the wife decided to go give the kids something they had been begging for for years this week, and we went and picked up a puppy. And so my life has been work and puppy duty. So I'm ready for some guy time, some beverage time, and some sports time. So, guys, let's start off by making sense of the XFL week one. First off, how many of the four games did you watch, AWOL? One
2: quarter? <laughs> of the dc defenders game ooh, with cardale jones as the quarterback
0: nice chris how much did you watch i watched parts of three games oh look at you going uh,
1: doing research well I, there's not much on tv these days so <laughs> um i was over at doug's house uh saturday uh, semi taking a nap, semi watching TV, and he had, was flipping back and forth between the game, uh, the basketball game and the football game. So I watched a little, uh, enough to be slightly impressed. So, yeah, I was somewhere between you
0: guys. I probably watched parts of, I think, both games on Saturday. I don't think I watched any on Sunday. Um, but guys, not many people were watching the XFL Week One. Uh, they averaged a little over three million viewers for those games. To put that in perspective, last year's AAF um, averaged three and a quarter million viewers for their week one games. And back in 2001, the XFL averaged 14 million viewers for their week one games. Down to three million this year, AWOL, you got to watch a quarter. Anything you particularly loved or liked watching some XFL football?
2: Two things that I liked. I enjoyed the kickoffs. Um, yeah, they're different and it's safe or safer, I guess. So I enjoyed that. I like the uh, the way that they do the they make the uh, everyone else wait for three seconds before they kick it off or after they kick it off. So I like that. And then I like the no extra point. You can go for one, two, or three. Uh, I think that's really cool, and I think the NFL will eventually adopt that because it's pretty cool. So I enjoyed those two things about it, and it was kind of cool seeing some NFL cast-offs playing football again.
0: So was- <laughs> yeah. So you think the NFL will adopt the extra point, the, the one, two, or three-point options?
2: I think if it gets enough fanfare and you know people like it enough and it's successful, I think they probably will. They'll steal it from them.
0: Yeah, I definitely think the kickoff idea is probably something we could see adapted in the NFL pretty quick. The extra point, as much as I like it, for whatever reason, these teams are still all kicking, going for one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the XFL even sent all the head coaches a cheat sheet that essentially told them, you should go for you should at minimum go for two every single time you score. And these old school mentality guys are still going for one every time. Uh, Chris, what did you like about it?
1: Um as both of y'all said the kickoffs I agree the NFL's going to adopt that because kickoffs are one of the most dangerous plays in a game and it's I'm not going to say it's a pointless play but in the grand scheme of things nobody turns the TV on to watch the kickoffs. Um so I think for sure that's going to get adopted. I, I really liked it the extra points uh having a 1 2 and 3 point option it's it's kind of a nice wrinkle because if there's a close game it there's some strategy added um kind of whatever on it uh i kind of would would wish the for one point would've been from the 1 yard line instead of the 2 uh i don't know i just feel like if you're going to start at the 2 you might as well start at the 5 it gives your receivers more room to work i didn't understand why they didn't go for 2 more often as logan said uh and then the length of the game um college football should take notes <laughs> um like, College
0: basketball should take notes. Let's be
1: honest. Uh, both, yes. Um, <laughs> this is 2020 now, and and people just don't sit down and watch a four-hour game. So, I mean, the game was fast-paced. You you heard the. I really like the replay reviews. You could you could hear the, um, you could hear the replays. You could uh, know the thought process behind it. So, even if you disagreed with something, you could at least know the thought process. Having the coaches, the twenty-five second play clock—it felt like there was always action, so it made it a relatively easy to to listen to. And the last thing I enjoyed—these uh, teams are all of them had semi-athletic quarterbacks. Um, of the games I watched—I'm uh, officially a Houston Roughnecks fan because Ooh. I'm just uh, going to assume eventually they'll end up in Nashville like other professional <laughs> Houston football teams. So that's why I'm going with them. You
2: like um, rough –
1: <laughs> and uh yeah so and their quarterback uh pj something another walker maybe um he looked Never heard of it. Ever. i know he was the uh, <laughs> he went to temple i think maybe i'm not 100 sure on that but he was uh he was the xfl player of the week so
0: Ooh. um
1: i i like that they they have athletic quarterbacks because i feel like um nobody wants to see a i mean Tall, white, boring quarterback that's not that good. I don't think there's an audience for that. So I, I do think going with an athletic quarterback's a good call. So
0: yeah, I'm with Chris. The thing I was amazed about with, you know, I like how everybody's mic'd up. You're hearing everything going on. Um, I'm still amazed though when they make the definitive. This is the call for replay how long it actually takes to go ahead and like, I remember you'd have the refs who would be like, okay, so what down was it? And the guys are looking at their fingers and those little like clips, they keep on their fingers. Cause they've already yeah. moved the finger thing and they can't remember. So like it kind of gives you insight. Like when it takes forever, it's because of all that little stuff, everybody's trying to figure out like, Oh yeah, what down was this? What was the time on the clock? Um, but I will say there's no way they continue to have coaches mic'd up, calling plays during the game. I mean, if anything, MLB has taught us that I mean, give this thing two or three weeks and the other team is gonna know the plays in real time. And in the XFL, coaches are communicating with all receivers and quarterbacks at all times.
1: Like Oh, that was that was a good thing. More people are mic'd up or have, yeah. have hearing device listening devices.
0: But I'm saying if you're um, you know, if you're hearing the other teams play come in, you're telling all of a sudden now you just Telling your players, "Hey, we're running this. They're running this." Um, Do you think there's a
1: delay there?
0: I wouldn't imagine there was, but
1: who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm
2: with you. I I don't think it's it's gonna it's gonna fly. Someone's gonna start stealing plays. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So I did like the XFL. I'm still not quite sure. I mean, to be a relevant league, they've got to have it's got to be good football. I'm not quite sure how good this football is going to maintain. And, you know, they're they're raving over 3 million viewers. I guess that was the equivalent to basically the Liberty Bowl uh, this past year. Um, but uh, to be fair, the XFL week one beat all NBA games last week. Guys, TV ratings are down in the NBA. Are either one of you two watching NBA games? AWOL, you live in an NBA City. Are you watching the games? Nope.
2: <laughs> i went to a hornets game on saturday and that was the first full game i've watched pieces of games but this is the first full game i've watched all year
0: chris how much uh, how much nba are you digesting these days
1: um i turn it on to watch an occasional grizzlies game i'm currently watching the grizzlies play the trailblazers right now um outside of the token grizzlies game maybe 20 minutes here 20 minutes there um I haven't watched much. Uh, I'm all aboard the John Morant hype <laughs> train with Memphis. Uh, they're actually a fun team to watch, so they are fun. That, that does help things for me. But outside of that, I, as far as TNT games, like I've watched more uh, of Ernie Kenny and Char- and Barkley than I have of actual games uh, inside the NBA on TNT. So I just haven't watched much basketball.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I have watched more Shacked in the Fool than I have actual NBA highlights this year. Um, I don't know what it is. I just can't get into it. I mean, is it, I mean, we have several stars, you know, big legit Steph Curry stars that are hurt this year. Um, but my goodness, I can't stand to even watch highlights of the Houston Rockets jacking up <laughs> 93s. Um, Harden's going to take 18 steps to get a shot off or he's going to flop in the lane. Like, I just... And that may just be one guy, one team.
1: Um, I, I do think that's part of it. Um, you said something about Curry being injured and the Warriors are on TV a lot. Zion missed the first half of the season and yep. they had a shit ton of Pelicans games <laughs> on TV early and that was just a disaster. And then, um, who's the others? The, you said the Rockets. They're yep. they're dreadful to watch. Like, I understand the strategy. I understand why they're doing it. It's just not TV, TV friendly. I mean, it's just boring basketball. Well, and even the
0: guys that are playing, I mean, so many of these guys are doing the whole limiting themselves throughout the season. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Leonard, but, dude, you get paid to play, man. Get your butt out there. He's doing it, so everybody else is, is following suit. Um, so it, it's tough. I mean, it'd be tough to go to a game expecting to see a star knowing there's a 50-50 chance to actually show up. Um but, but hey, a story about that. Oh. We,
2: uh, so, the, the Hornets game we went to on Saturday, we, we paid good money because they wanted to see Luca. And as you guys probably know, Luca got hurt for, I think he was out six games or maybe he's on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah. More now. And uh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. And so we paid 40 And uh, Chris Staff's Porzingas got hurt the day before we went or the game before we went and saw them. So, we paid $45 <laughs> to go see a terrible Hornets team. And, uh, Mavericks team with Seth Curry as their best player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't Steph Curry that got traded, was Dude,
1: it? Who won the no, game?
2: That, that was his uh, his his brother Seth. He <laughs> did go off, uh, which is kind of cool in his you know home city. But and we did see a a, a, a fan hit a half court shot for ten thousand dollars. So oh. that was really cool too. But still, nice. yeah, they well, it well, won these games, and you're not guaranteed to see him. Who won AWOL? The Mavericks won by 20 with that rock. <laughs>
1: That'll boy MJ.
0: Well, AWOL, we know you're big into the NBA All Star festivities coming up. How much of that are you going to watch?
2: I will probably. Or are you watch going the- this year? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, for those of you, I'm, I had a chance to go last year and didn't get to damn you work um <laughs> well previous work uh let's see so i'll watch the drunk contest hoping for something awesome um maybe a little bit of the skills contest but i won't watch the game not interested yeah chris
1: you to- uh it probably probably won't make it on my television uh just no interest
0: yeah, I can't imagine I'll watch a whole lot this year. Um, not even sure highlights will, will be watched at my house this year. Um, but, guys, when the playoffs come, is that when you all get tuned in to the NBA, or are you guys just NBA never fans?
1: It's like a, I Typically, I'm, I'm much more of an NBA fan. Um, I do watch more of the playoffs typically, but this year I – I don't know. I, I think going into the season, I thought the playoffs were going to be great because it was a wild, wide open field. Uh, I talked to AWOL earlier this week. I think you have eight teams that can legitimately say they can make it to the finals. And I don't think there's a front runner uh, as far as ooh, the Lakers are going to win. I, every team has some question marks about them. So it's kind of wide open. So the playoffs might be good and it might grab my attention. But. As of right now, it's just kind of a whatever feeling.
2: I probably won't watch the first round because it's generally not entertaining. Uh, a lot of sweeps or whatnot. Um, I was telling Chris how I think it should be a five game series instead of seven. So I probably won't watch the first round, but I'll get more tuned in on the second round and semis. And um, the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals, I'll definitely watch some of that. So. Depends on the teams and if I'm interested in those
0: teams, I guess. Yeah, I like to think I'll at least keep up with it. Um, But who knows? I say that every year and I probably won't watch until either the conference finals or the finals. Kind of depends on which teams are in there and if it's it's a compelling matchup. So, guys, we are almost at the halfway or basically at the halfway point of the NBA season. Chris, who is your NBA MVP at this point?
1: I think it has to be Giannis as far as I know. But little I do know. I know the Bucks are really good, have a really good record. He's the best player on that team, so I'm going Giannis.
0: And he's actually starting to shoot like a like a good shooter these days. Hey, well, who you got?
2: I can't argue with Chris. I'd, I'd probably go um, the Greek Freak as well. But I think I think Dame Lillard has a chance. I mean, he, he had a stretch of like six games where he was putting up about 48 points a game. Uh, still averaging about seven to eight eight assists a game as well. So he's kind of carrying that Portland team. Um, They're in the ninth seed right now. But, um, yeah, I'd probably just go with the Greek Freak and maybe Dame Lillard will get some votes as well.
0: Well, As long as it's not Greg Harden and his 38 points a game. Did
2: you call him Greg?
0: Huh?
2: Did you call him Greg Harden? (laughs) I like that. He plays like a YMCA (laughs) old man, so you can call
0: him Greg. Greg Harden, Greg Hardy. You know, he's all the same guy to me. Um, (laughs) I would like to see my boy Anthony Davis get some love come MVP time, but I can't imagine it's actually going to happen this year with LeBron on the team. Um, So I'm all in on the Greek freak. That's my my hope. I don't even care how he plays. I just do not want – Mr. Floppy McFlopperson in Houston to to get this. Guys, we got some chug sip, or pour action here, and we're gonna start it off right. Chris, we know you're madly in love. Are you chug sipping or pouring uh, Valentine's
1: Day? I'm going to pour. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything good to say. Um, I'm gonna get a couple steaks. I'm gonna grill some steaks. Some baked potatoes on there. Uh, it's, it's what I, I'll fix a nice dinner for Liz, but outside of that, like I ain't going to a restaurant because I hate crowds, I'm not going to a movie. I've never, I, I don't like movies. Uh, uh, to be candid, I'm, I'm gonna grill steaks, we'll watch the Preds play, probably lose to the Blues, uh, Saturday. That'll be our Valentine's Day thing. So,
0: yeah, it sounds like an awful day. I'm glad you're pouring that out.
1: I'm, well, I'm just the the sentiment of like the flowers, like charge three times the regular value of flowers on a certain day. So uh, Valentine's yeah. day is just another day.
0: I'm not sure how that's not illegal for roses that are cost $9 last week. All of a sudden are $45 this week. Um, I don't get it, but hey, wall, where are you on B day?
2: I'll sip it. I'm not a huge fan. I'm definitely not a huge fan of all the commercialized uh, parts of it. Uh, we won't go out. We're we're like Chris. We're going to stay in. I'm going to try to grill as well. I'm I'm probably the worst griller on the planet, but I'm going to do my best. Um,
0: so, so what does the worst griller on the planet grill for Valentine's Day?
2: I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try <laughs> some steaks, I guess. I'm sure they'll be either really uh, – not well done or they'll be just completely cooked, out, overcooked but i'm gonna try it. and so i told i told the uh, told the wife i was like let's you know wait till the kids go to sleep and then we'll have our dinner oh. and I, I'll, I sip it because it's a chance for a little bit of sexy time if you guys know what i mean you know so i'll sip it just <laughs> no i that. don't
0: i don't know what you mean can you explain a little further
2: uh chris talks about that a lot of the pod so i'll let him Take it from here. <laughs> I,
1: I passed it up this this podcast.
2: <laughs> I
0: uh, I'm, I'm actually with well, I'm going to sip this um, the this this holiday, and I'm I'm a big holiday guy. I like to celebrate. My kids get into it. The only thing good about Valentine's Day, the kids have fun passing stuff out to their classmates and all that cool stuff. Um, but anymore, we me and the wife pretty much make Valentine's Day a family day. We'll do like fondue together as a family and stuff. But we don't go out. We don't sit there and have candlelit dinner or anything like that. Um, so so I'm sipping it for all the above mentions. And again, I just get very frustrated that when you go buy roses all year long, if you only buy roses for Valentine's Day, you think, man, roses are $45. Well, they're only $45 for like 10 days a year. And then every other day of the year, they're, they're like five bucks. Do you guys remember? I can't remember who it was. We had a professor in college who said that to save money, Instead of buying a card, him and his wife would both go to Walmart, pick out a card, and then just hand it to the other one and they would read it. And then they just put it back on the shelf and walk out. And that's what they would do for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Like, man, you saved solid $3 there, Bible professor. Um, All right, guys. Next up Michigan State decided to hire a football coach, Mel Tucker has been hired from the Colorado Buffaloes. My favorite on Twitter is all of his recruits that are tweeting him uh, or retweeting videos of him when he called them for signing day just five or six days ago. Uh, Mel Tucker pulled a Nick Saban, and the day before taking the Michigan State job, posted on Twitter he wasn't going anywhere. He was staying at Colorado. And then 12 hours later, jumped ship. AWOL, I know you're a big Mel Tucker guy. Chuck Superpoor, the hire, the Michigan State hire of Mel Tucker.
2: Uh, I did some research today because before today I had never heard of Mel Tucker. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, that's not surprising. No reason why you would have to be fair. Right, yeah. Uh, The Colorado Buffaloes, you know, Colorado is a big powerhouse in football. But um, I'm going to sip it because he does come from like a lineage of coaches that he's worked for. So he, he worked with Nick Saban. When he was at Michigan State as a grad assistant. Derek duly worked, worked for Nick with, Saban. He worked with your, going. With your boy Jim Tressel at Ohio State a little bit, and then he he did some work with uh, Kirby Smart, who I believe is a decent coach. I don't know; you guys would know better than that. So uh, I'm going to sip it just for the fact that he's come from a lineage, and good for him. You know he took he took a way better job than Colorado. So even though he's being mm. lying to his his uh, his players, whatever you know you know, Colorado's not a place you want to stay
0: for football. Well, I don't think neither is Michigan State. I, I'm i surprised they even got a guy as good as Mel Tucker at Michigan State. One, I think that football team is a mess. They have no recruits. And to be fair, the whole athletic department's kind of a mess with all, everything going on from gymnastics to basketball to uh, everything else. Um, so, I, I'm surprised they got Mel. I'm glad it wasn't my boy uh, – Stoops there at Kentucky, but it appears that Michigan state is trying to make, um, Vince Marrow our recruiting coordinator, the second highest non paid coordinator in college football at over a million dollars a year. Um, wow. most people in the Kentucky circles think that Vince is the you know, as, as important to Kentucky football as, uh, Stoops is, he has been the sole recruiter for almost all of our, of our good gets. um, so here's hoping we can keep that guy. But Mel Tucker's a pretty good recruiter, and you guys may not know this, but Kentucky pretty much recruits against Michigan State and West Virginia for almost everybody these days. Um, so I hope Mel Tucker sucks. Um, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't get any guys off the Kentucky staff. Um, but I, I think it's a good hire for Michigan State. I'm just surprised they were able to get a guy who actually had success at the at a Power Five school. Chris, where are you at?
1: I uh actually don't think it's a better job than Colorado. Um because if if you're looking at these standings, they're in the same division as Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Um, so you're already playing for basically fourth place. You might get lucky and get third a couple years. Um I don't I don't know that your ceiling's that high. At Colorado, you can at least, I mean yeah, Oregon, USC will have a new coach now in two years or something like that. So they might I mean, come back. Uh, but
0: wasn't Michigan State just in the college playoffs like four or five years ago?
1: How did that go for them? I'm just saying, Colorado
0: is a far distance from that, right?
2: Yeah. Colorado wow. has Smith success in a I mean, long time.
1: U- Utah was, was a, a win away from making the college playoffs, potentially this year. Uh, same conference, same kind of setup. I mean, Colorado has had success in the past. Did they,
0: win a, did they win a title in the 90s?
1: Yeah, Cordell Stewart, I don't know if they won, won, that, won it well, with so, him or not. I feel I like they Ra- shared one. Where's
2: Rashawn Salam play there?
1: Sounds, sound, I think so. He won a Heisman Trophy, maybe? I know I he played so, for the yeah. I know he We're played for the that need him.
2: I know. Where, where's Hickey when we need
1: him? Uh, over there swagging them tails. <laughs> um but, and then also another thing like it's been a disastrous start for the mel tucker era at michigan state because everybody has absolutely railed on that guy because in october he said he had a quote that said there's no transfer portal in life and then here he is uh jumping ship after one year at colorado um uh, i there's just so much bad karma with the whole move like I mean, he was literally meeting with uh, some boosters last night and he was just like laughing about the possibility of him going to Michigan State. And then overnight it breaks, he's gone to Michigan State. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he might be a good good hire, but I, I mean, but if your coach resigns on what, January, or January t- 31st or whatever day it was, I don't even know what day it was. What are you going to do? Like there's not much, there's not many options, so. I'll sip the higher, Mel Tucker, sip it.
0: All right. Well, we got a couple baseball guys here that I need to, one, explain to me. We're going to chug, sip, or pour this Major League Baseball expanding the playoffs from 10 to 14 teams. Now, first, I need some clarity. How many teams are there in baseball? 30. 30. Okay, so 14 out of 30 potentially could make the playoffs. Um, But did I hear right that there's something about – the division winners get a buy, and then after that, you get a you get a pick who you want to play or something like that. Yeah. Somebody
1: explain this to me. Okay, so whoever has the best record in each uh, league gets a buy. The next six teams, um, your two division winners, like your division winner that doesn't get a buy that has the best record, they supposedly we get to pick whichever wild card team they want to play. Ooh. and then they go down to the other division winner they can pick and then your wild card your wild card team with the best record gets to gets the other team that's left it's kind of how it is it's gonna be a three game series supposedly it's a proposal in which the uh the team with the better record is hosting all three games um it's a one game series now right well right now the wild card is a one game like okay. win and get in um I'll go first on this one. I'm going to pour it out. Oh. I uh, I do like the idea of having a three game series. I feel like the wild card, as it currently is, should be a three game series. whichever team has a better record should host all three games. Uh, one one game, there's I mean, you can have the best team in the league. They're, they'll lose to the worst team in the league on any given night. Uh, it's not likely to happen, but there's still a chance that it would would happen. So, I like the idea of going to three games. Um, I don't like the I mean baseball's a hundred and sixty two game season and I don't like uh which Logan's a big fan of. Don't like any of that, nope. I, I'm just it's baseball's kind of a regular season sport, and I'm not a fan of making the re- regular season semi irrelevant. And I think that's what they're potentially doing. Uh also I was listening to a podcast uh, on on athletic, it's a Braves podcast. And Eric Flaherty, former pitcher for the Braves, had a great point where he was like, "I think this is owners giving you a reason to spend less money because they know they don't have to win the division; they just have to finish in the top half of the, their league, and they're probably making the playoffs. So, do we really need to spend thirty-five dollars on Mookie Betts, or can we just trade him for assets and hope to squeak in a wild card spot?" So
0: you can get Mookie Betts for thirty-five dollars, thirty-five million.
1: Reds need to be in on that thirty-five bucks. <laughs> I'll
0: pay his salary the first year. <laughs> um, okay, so with all that said, I love the idea of you get to call out your playoff opponent. I wish the NCAA tournament would do this. You'd start with number sixty. You start with the the last all the sixteen seeds. They pick where they want to be in the bracket. Fifteen seeds. So the number one seeds get to pick where they're playing and which bracket they want. Um, so I love that, but my goodness, you can't possibly have 14 professional teams make the playoffs. I feel like the premier league relegates more than half their teams that don't, um, how's major league baseball going to have half the teams in the
1: playoffs? So for has over half their teams in the playoffs, um,
0: so I'm going to sip that because I ain't down with that. Hey, well, where are you at?
2: Uh, poor for all the reasons that Chris said. Um, I, I do agree with you, Logan. I like the idea of picking the, the top seed, getting to pick their opponent. Um, it'd be interesting for sure. Uh, just to see the strategy and who they were picking and whatnot. Um, too many teams, seven, seven teams in each league would be too many. I mean, then you're getting like the NBA. I think that's part of the, the problem with the NBA playoffs is there's too many teams. Uh, you got teams under 500 or close to 500 making the playoffs and, I think that'd be the case in with uh, seven teams. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they'd be under 500, but you'd have mediocre teams making the playoffs. And I, I don't, I do. I do agree with Chris. I think the wild card should be a three game series. Uh, One game is just too random uh, for the most part. Um, There's just too many things that could go wrong. in the the, like bad
1: umpires infield fly rules. Yeah,
2: right. Like the Braves that year and the bad umpires. Um, yeah, so there's just too many, too many variables that could change a game, one game. So a three-game series, I'm down with that. I also don't want to – like, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to shorten the season and have more games? Are you going to push it even further into November, like when it's freaking snowing in Cleveland, in New York? Like, you just – I don't know. I don't know how this would even work. So I'm hoping they don't do this. I know it's probably for money, and I know, like, like Chris said, it's probably related to the owners not having – to put as much effort into it and GM not put as much effort into it. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pour this out.
0: All right, guys, rumor has it. Tony Romo is going to be paid 15 to 20 million a year by either CBS or ESPN this next year. Dollars. <laughs> he's probably American? not accepting. He's probably not accepting pesos this year. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly what everybody else gets paid, but good gracious, is Tony Romo worth 15 to $20 million a year, AWOL?
2: He's fantastic. Uh, him and Jim Nance are the best combo in football, in my opinion. Um, I don't know what Jim Nance makes. I would imagine it's at least 15 to $20 million, if not more. He's been doing it for so long. Uh, I, I, I have not studied up on my salaries for play-by-play guys um, if that's what they're making. If he's making more than Gus Johnson, though, then I'm pouring this out. But uh, since I, I think he's fantastic at his job, I'm going to sip this. It just seems like a lot of money to pay. But hey, you know, there's a lot of money to be had, so I'll, I'll G- sip it.
0: According to my Google machine, Jim Nance makes about $5 million a year.
2: Okay. Uh, no. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't make $10 million <laughs> uh, Chris where are you at how, how how is uh is Tony Romo's worth is it 15 to 20 million a year
1: yes it's it's worth every bit of that so I'm chugging him making that much money um I really think Jason Witten and Booger McFarlane he owes them a lot of money for what he's about to make because those two guys have been so awful on Monday Night Football um Like, I I thought Booger was set up to fail when they put him in a cart on the sideline, just strolling up and down. Uh, I mean, it's hard to look at him seriously now. Um, And I think Romo's that good. Um, I don't know that there's how many, like, you can't, I don't know that you can plug anybody else and they'll do as good as Romo. Um, I watch games, especially the afternoon CBS games. I tend to watch CBS, even if the game's less exciting, because. I get to hear Romo and go, and I think they're really good, a really good combo. Uh, If you went to ESPN, I'm sure they would pair him with somebody besides the current guy they have with Booger um, to make a competent uh, duo, but Romo's that good. I don't know why he wouldn't be paid that much. So the guy's in a great spot right now.
0: I think it's crazy. Um, as good as Romo is, I do not tune into any game because Romo's calling it, um, you know, booger is awful. I still don't, I, I don't turn the TV off because he's that bad. Um, so it's just hard for me to think that ESPN, which appears to be bleeding money right now, um, has the 15 to 20 million for this. Um, but if they do more power to them, but man, that just seems, it seems like a, an overreaction, um, to to try to grab a bunch of football fans when again I don't think I think people that are watching football are going to watch it whether it's Tomo, uh, Romo, or Booger. I don't think they're they're moving the needle at all. And that just seems like a big dollar amount for something that's not moving the needle. Well guys, we have mentioned it today. It is raining, cats and dogs, something I've never seen happen, never knew could happen. Knoxville, Knox County Schools closed two days this week, at the prediction of rainfall coming. Now, yes, we flooded last week. We had no flood this week. TVA even came in and said, hey, Knoxville, you're not going to flood. We'll flood people downstream. We're not going to flood you guys this. But, guys, are you going to chug, sip, or pour schools that close with a prediction of rain, Chris Collette?
1: I'm going to chug it. Um, Shocker, I know. <laughs> I read something on the Facebook and it was talking about why schools get closed so frequently these days, but and they didn't in the years past and it basically comes down to lawsuits. If God forbid something bad happened with the school bus, um, it's something that you can't undo. So I understand the of caution on that. So I'm going, I'm going to chug it cause I understand it.
0: Oof. Hey, Wall, can you talk some sense into Chris?
2: I don't want to sound like that northerner who's <laughs> living in the south.
1: I mean, you are from Indiana.
2: I know. But th- this is not snow related. This is rain. I don't know. I don't know how bad y'all's flooding was. We had a freaking we had like four tornadoes touchdown in Charlotte last week, and I think the next day school was canceled cuz there was a bunch of power out, but that's one day. Um, you guys had a lot a lot of rain and two days. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to pour it out. I don't. I mean, again, I don't know how bad it was over there. I know you all said it was, you know, a lot of flooding and stuff like that, and you were, you know, thinking you're going to get rain for like four more days, but it just seems odd to me. So I want to pour it out.
0: Well, nothing seems as odd as the text alerts that we get that say something to the tune of Knox County schools will be closed tomorrow, buses and central office will not operate. But maintenance personnel will report on time. And all these normally start off with something along the lines of like, out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to close schools. But maintenance personnel needs to report on time. I always feel bad for those poor guys and girls, the uh, custodial probably, staff.
1: They're probably hourly, and it's either come in and get paid or don't get paid at all for that. So you think so? They, I think it's probably something they want to come in.
0: Okay, well, I feel better if they're hourly, but I always just feel bad when you get that. Alvin, abundance of caution. Teachers, administrators, don't go to school. But by George, you custodians better show up on time because we are not cautious about your lives. Um, So I am going to sip the idea. This year it worked out because we had no snow, and so we had days to burn. Uh, My favorite story I heard from a couple of middle school teachers I know, when they knew that schools were close to being called off for sickness because they can see the attendance numbers, is they all go online and say they need a sub for the next day. And then once they cancel school, cause so many kids are sick, then they just delete that request. So they still get to keep their, their days. Um, but they kind of move the needle a little bit there. So I like their style. <laughs> I figured you would, Chris, I need to find a way
1: to do that at my work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last one here tonight, guys, uh, I saw a video tonight, of this short little lady, uh, she took, she took a video, when she reclined her seat, this guy who sat behind her was six foot seven. And his immediate reaction when she reclined her seat was to immediately start punching the back of her seat nonstop. So she takes a video because she's basically leaned back in his lap. Um, I think it was American Airlines. They decided to reprimand the lady for, for reclining her seat and then give the guy free rum that had to deal with her sitting back in his lap. So I ask you,
1: is reclining your seat on an airplane okay, Chris? Um, no, it's not okay under any circumstance. At the same time, there is a recline button there. So I don't know how you reprimand somebody for doing something that's actually allowed. There's no, no rules that says, hey, you can't recline. If, if you don't want to have somebody recline, they should just remove those buttons. The world would be a better place if they did. Um, I... I don't can't remember a time I've ever reclined my seat. Um, even with people behind me or like an empty row behind me by chance, I still don't know that I've reclined my seat. Uh, it's bad form, bad etiquette on the airplane. And I'm not one to have good etiquette on an airplane. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, so I, it's, you should never, if you recline your seat, like you're a sociopath, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) AWOL, how do you
0: feel about reclining seats?
2: I am going to sip it and only if you have some courtesy. So just have courtesy for other human beings, please. Uh, if you see a six foot seven person sitting behind you, maybe don't recline your seat. And also, you know, if you're going to recline your seat, maybe just do it a little bit. Like you don't have, there, there is an in between. You don't have to go all the way back. Um, but I've been on. 15 hour flights and sitting straight up for 15 hours sucks real bad. So, I mean, there are times when it is necessary. You have to recline your seats. Everyone's going to recline their seats. But like I said, just have some courtesy. Um, You know, if there's someone really tall behind you or I've seen, um, I've flown with my, my wife when she was pregnant and the person in front of us reclined his seat all the way back. She was over 20 weeks. She was like 25 weeks pregnant at the time. Like really dude? like so just have some courtesy for who's sitting around you. Um, be aware and so if that for that uh, reason I think I'll I'll sip it but you know just be courteous.
0: No, I am almost like Chris. I am pouring this out. There is absolutely no reason for anybody to ever recline your seat. Don't do it um, now you also can't be punching the person that there's gotta be some sort of dialogue there before you just start waylaying the back of their seat. Um, I do find it odd. I just don't understand how the airlines like, Hey lady, you're not allowed to recline your seat because you know, you got the button there. But to be fair, airlines also have those, uh, cigarette butt things in the uh, bathrooms when you're not allowed to smoke in there. um, so nobody needs to recline your seat if you think any different then you're not my friend i don't want to be associated with you because like chris you may be a sociopath (laughs) uh so guys that was it episode 27 the eddie george of podcast
1: yes
2: thanks for having me guys it was awesome
0: thanks for filling in a wall and boys we'll be back at it next week as we uh, we talk preparing for the big Predators weekend, we're going to be hockey-tastic next week because we are all going to do our research to know all about the Predators and how awful they are.
2: Is Cole going to show up? Let's just, let's just throw uh, it in there. Yeah.
0: Uh, wait, I went on, the I went, yeah, I went on record last week. I, I don't think he's ever going to show until he actually does show up. So I'm I, still putting Cole at 55% chance. All right. Hopefully he does. That might even does. be
1: high. <laughs> it might be right at 50. Flip a coin. He may wake up Friday morning and be like, eh, eh, probably not going to make it, guys. Have fun. I really wish I was there. I just got the flu. So when you FaceTime me from Vinny's later, uh, I'll answer and look very sickly for you.
0: <laughs> Greater chance. What's, what has the best chance of happening? Cole showing up for Predators weekend or Hickman showing up to the podcast next week?
2: Ooh. Hickman showing up What about Hickman running the race uh, The half marathon in March
1: <laughs> Oh he'll show up I, uh, Me and him will hold hands the whole way <laughs> Three hour marathon Here we come half marathon <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright ladies and gentlemen
0: Be square or be there This is the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast Toodles